Welcome to God's Playbook with your host, Father Rico Passero. Let's play ball. Hi, friends. Welcome back to God's Playbook. Our study of the Mass and its importance continues. Today, we're going to talk about the introductory rites. We talked about our preparation for Mass. We talked about as Mass begins. And now we have what's called the introductory rites. The priest or bishop, whoever is celebrating the Mass, leads us in prayer. We call him the celebrant or the presider. The celebrant or presider is often standing in front of the presider or celebrant's chair. This signifies their role as the leader in prayer for that Mass. Sometimes you might find your priest standing in front of a podium or perhaps behind the altar. If there are a lack of ministers and he wishes to use the Missal, the big book of prayer that helps us to lead in prayer throughout the Mass, may be already sitting on the altar or on that podium that he stands behind. After the processional hymn, which is when Mass actually begins, the presider then calls us into awareness as we bless our bodies in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Notice that as he says those words, he makes the sign of the cross on his own body, and we are invited to do the same thing. The priest says the words in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and the people's response is, Amen. So you should be making the sign of the cross on your bodies, but allowing him to say the words. Just join in the word Amen or Amen as we begin the Mass. Now, sometimes your priest may get into the habit of saying good morning, good afternoon, good evening, but actually the official greeting is this, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. After you say the word amen, which by the way means yes, I believe, what we need to do is to make sure that we've made the sign of the cross in a reverent way. So in the name of the Father, as our right hand touches our forehead, and it should actually touch our forehead. The sun touching our stomachs, almost at your belly button, to give you a frame of reference. And then Holy Spirit, our right hand touches first our left shoulder, and then our right shoulder. Let's be almost dramatic in the way we make the sign of the cross, that we are fully aware, not just doing some hand wave in the air or something quick, but actually that we are truly understanding that we are blessing ourselves in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. This should be made in a very reverent way, just as every time we pray. And sadly, I know it's true in my life, perhaps you can also relate, because we make the sign of the cross so often on our bodies, sometimes we might do so rushed or perhaps not as focused and reverent as we can be. But again, the purpose of these podcasts is to help us to get back into the good habits or to continue the good habits that we already do. And so making the sign of the cross is one of those beautiful habits. After the people respond, Amen, 
the priest has an opportunity to invite us into the peace of God in a couple of different ways. The first comes from St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians in his second letter, chapter 13, verse 14. He may say, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Again, not random words that the Pope has come up with or the bishop or the cardinal or the priest makes up. This is something that has been said as people have gathered at Mass for centuries, going back to the early church. Originally in his letters, it shows us that we are in the presence of God. And so the church has adopted these beautiful words as one of the options to begin Mass. So again, the priest may say, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. So again, it's a very Trinitarian way of speaking, which means Father, Son, and Holy Spirit as we honor God in the Blessed Trinity. So this recognition that God is with us. And your response is, and with your spirit. Another way the priest may begin Mass is as such, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, our response would be, and with your spirit. Or he may use another form, like, the Lord be with you. This is the form that I often choose at my Mass. The priest has the option of choosing any of these three as a beginning invitation to prayer. And again, your response each time is, and with your spirit, no matter what beginning the priest uses. Our response is always, and with your spirit. And this is important for us to understand that when Jesus rose from the dead, he always said these beautiful words to the apostles, peace be with you. It helps us that as we begin prayer, that we are to be disciples of peace, because many of us have come into Mass with our struggles, with our joys, with our highs, with our lows, with distractions, with our needs. And so this sense of peace, it just helps us to focus, to center ourselves, and to begin Mass as it should. Focused, respectful, humble, and full of love. Now, if a bishop is present at the Mass, he begins Mass in a different way. He says, peace be with you, literally the words of Jesus. But the priest is not to say those words. Those words are reserved for a bishop, an archbishop, a cardinal, or the Holy Father. But a priest is to say one of those other three phrases, and the bishop always says, peace be with you. And again, the proper response is, and with your spirit. Now, in the next part of the introductory rite, we begin with what's called the penitential act. And the penitential act is where we recognize that though unworthy as sinners to be in the presence of God, God allows us, because of his mercy, to be just that, in his presence. So this is one of the introductions that the priest might use. My brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. If he uses this form, then he is to pause and just that. We are to 
acknowledge our sins, and prepare ourselves for this Mass. So then the confitier follows, and the confitier is this prayer. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. These beautiful words, friends, is in and of itself a confession that we are sinners. This doesn't replace going to confession, of course, but allows us to identify with humble hearts that we are sinners and that because of God's mercy we are present, but that we need his forgiveness and the forgiveness of those around us. So again, breaking down the prayer, I confess to Almighty God, that's who we're speaking to, and to you, my brothers and sisters, those around us, that I have greatly sinned. And then we talk about how we've sinned in my thoughts and words, in what I have done and what I have failed to do. So sins of action and sins of omission, when I should have done something and I haven't done it. And then it's talking about through our own fault. So the church encourages us to place our right hand like a fist and press it against our heart, signifying that it is through my fault. So it's not the devil's fault. It's not my wife's fault. It's not my kid's fault. It's not my parents' fault. It's not my teacher's fault. It's not Father Rico's fault. It's my fault that I have sinned. So we're taking ownership of our own actions. And we say this three times, signifying that we are in an infinite need of God's mercy. Okay? And then we make a plea. Therefore, I ask Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. So we rely on the prayers of the communion of saints to assist us so that one day we can be saints too. Now, let's be careful. We're not asking Mary to forgive our sins. She's not God. We're not asking the angels and saints to forgive our sins. They're certainly not God. We're not asking our brothers and sisters to forgive our sins although hopefully they will forgive us on a human level, right? We are asking everyone to pray for me because I'm a hot mess as a sinner, okay, before Almighty God. And so the importance of us praying for each other as community and also praying for oneself is identified here. If the confitier is used, the priest then says, may Almighty God have mercy on us, Forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. And again, the people respond, Amen. These words are not to be repeated by the people while the priest is saying it. That's his role. But everyone is to say the word, Amen, priest included. That's one of the first options. A second option is read as such. Brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. So again, similar to Form A, but instead of the confidier, we use this form. The priest can say either, have mercy on us, O Lord, 
and you, the people, respond, for we have sinned against you. Or he can say, show us, O Lord, your mercy, and the people respond, and grant us your salvation. So again, priest says, have mercy on us, O Lord, and the people respond, for we have sinned against you. Or he can say, show us, O Lord, your mercy, and grant us your salvation. These two stanzas follow each other. So it's not one or the other. It's both if he's using this form. Okay, so it's this statement, people dialogue, statement, people dialogue. And then again, he ends like in the first form, which says, May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sin, and bring us to everlasting life. And you again say, Amen. So we call this form B. This is the second option. This is the one that is used the least among the three options. And it could be the priest's preference. It could be the fact that sometimes we, the people of God, do not have this part memorized. But we either have the confidior or this stanza, double stanza. Or the third option is what's called the Kyrie. So again, the priest can say, Brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. Or he can use other such words, calling us into the theme of the scriptures or calling us into this identification of our sinfulness. So the priest can be creative with the words, but he's not to use words uh, outside of recognition of our sinfulness and our need for God's mercy. So then he may say words to the effect of, you were sent to heal the contrite of heart, Lord have mercy. And we the people of God respond, Lord have mercy, like an echo. You came to call sinners, Christ have mercy. And we respond, Christ have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us, Lord have mercy. And we respond, Lord have mercy. So in each of the stanzas, it begins with Lord have mercy, then Christ have mercy, then Lord have mercy. Each stanza is directed to, to Jesus and this understanding of God moving toward us as sinners. So God moves towards us. We are not moving towards him. He always makes the first move and our need for his mercy. Then following that, friends, again, the priest says the beautiful words as before, May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. So these are the three options. A, the confidior, B, the stanzas, and C, the curie. Now, if the confidior is used, then the simplified version of the curie is used, where the priest will just say, Lord have mercy, and you echo, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. It's only in form C to which the stanza or the phrase is used before the Kyrie is said. And these are the three options for the beginning of the penitential act in these introductory rites. This is what we use at Mass. This allows us to be centered and dependent on the mercy of God and helps us to focus 
on our need for his mercy. So the introductory rite is a very important part as we begin our praise before God, recognizing our unworthiness before him and our dependency upon his mercy. May we, at every single Mass, truly, from the bottom of our heart, recognize our love of God, our thankfulness for his patience with us, and may we cling to his fountain of mercy, recognizing that God is slow to anger and full of mercy. For God's Playbook friends, I'm Father Rico. God loves you, and so do I. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting us using any of our affiliate links in the description below via Budsprout, Ko-Fi, or GoFundMe. Thanks, and God bless.